Welcome to another inspirational message from City Life Center Church. If you were ever in the area, come visit one of our services. We would love to meet you. Enjoy the message. Can we give it up and welcome Jim DeLong? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you all this morning. Aren't you thankful for our worship team? Aren't they awesome? Let's give them a hand. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate each one of you. You have no idea all the time that it takes for them to be able to do what they do. And I've come to know most of them and the hearts that they have for the Lord, their fervency for Him, and their desire to see the Lord fill this place and manifest Himself is, uh, is just awesome. So thank you guys so much for what you impart to us every week. <clears throat> well, it's an honor to be here this morning to be able to minister in Pastor Tim's stead. Uh, it's something I know I don't take lightly at all, the fact that, uh, especially him being gone, it's one thing to have a guest speaker come and the pastor's here, but if, if the guest speaker kind of goes off tilt a little bit, he's there to kind of reel things back in and get things back on the straight road. And the trust that he's put in me this morning, I'm thankful for that. And you know, uh, the Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due. And um, Tim is a man of honor. Pastor Tim is uh, a man that hungers and thirsts after God. He's called, appointed, and anointed. Uh, he's a great husband. He's a phenomenal father. I mean, we've heard stories of the things that he's done with his children and how he's taken them and developed them and released them and spends time with them. And as a pastor, his heart for you all and the times that he takes in prayer before the Lord, uh, on a scale of one to ten, Pastor Tim to me is a thousand. He is just phenomenal. So the honor of being able to uh, minister here today in his stead, I'm, I'm just very thankful. And God bless you all. A little change of subject here. How many of you are dog lovers? Awesome. So we got some dog livers. You know that we have a very special breed of dog in our midst. Did you know that? Right here today, we've got a Great Dane. Aww. Colby, he's a Great Dane, isn't he? So, you know, for all of us dog lovers, awesome, Colby. We've got a Great Dane in our midst. Thank you very much. Amen. Well, would you stand with me? I want us to read our scriptures of the year. In fact, uh, these scriptures are the foundation scripture for the message today. So let's read it. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad this road leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This is what the Lord says. Stand and look at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient path. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Amen. You may be seated. What phenomenal scriptures for the year. I, as in, in, in preparing this message, 
You know, when you do that, you, you know, you pray, you seek the Holy Spirit to give you, uh, you know, which, which path, which stream do you have me to go down? Which direction do you have me to minister? And it just came as clear as day that the Gideon story is a story of a man who chose the narrow road. And the country, Israel at the time, had chosen a wide road. The, and a, it's a road that says leads to destruction. And it's the wide road of the flesh and not walking and following after the things of God. And see, all of us are born in sin. Since the, since the fall of Adam, we're all born in sin. So we've never, we, never have a, we never had a choice on what road we'd start on. Because you're either on the wide road or you're on the narrow road. You can't, there's no middle ground. And we're all born on the wide road. And it says, enter through the narrow gate. That narrow gate is Christ. So <clears throat> through Christ, we have access, the ability to walk on that narrow road that leads to life, that leads to abundance, where that leads to fulfillment of our dreams. And so there's that narrow road, and that's what the story, uh, the Gideon story is about. And so also, because when we're saved, we enter through the narrow gate, but then Paul says, work out your own salvation. And what that means is, when we're, before we got saved, our spirit, the Bible says, is dead. But the biblical definition of death is not stopping of being. Death spiritually is separation from God. Because God told Adam, if you eat of this fruit of the, knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. Well, they ate of it. Did they die? No, they still lived. But they experienced separation from God. They became spiritually dead. So when we receive Christ, we, our spirits are alive and then reconnected with the Father through Christ. So we are alive in him. However, Paul says we're to work out our own salvation. So that means when I accepted the Lord, my spirit quickened, brought to life, brought into fellowship with God, mature, didn't need any growing, doesn't need anything. But my body and my soul, my mind, will, and emotions, they stayed the same once I came to know the Lord. And so Paul says, work out your own salvation. So what's that mean? It's kind of like Christians are schizo people. Because we're, we're on the wide road some seconds, we're on the narrow road other seconds. Then you're driving down the freeway, someone cuts in front of you, Oh, I'm on the wide road. Oops, because of my attitude. Okay, I got to get back over here. You know, I, 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 I'm kind of hungry, so maybe I just want a snack. So, oops, I better get back on the narrow road. You know, kind of watch your carbs. Oops, got to get back on the narrow road. And so you see, all day long, we're doing this. And that's okay. The thing to do is choose the narrow road. You've already gone through the gate. So now we all, those of us in Christ, have access to that narrow road. And that's part of what it says to stand on the crossroads and look. And that's exactly what Gideon did. I call this Gideon's Adventure Highway. It's a story of a fallen nation 
and how the Father delivered it. It's a story of a man, when confronted by God, stood at a crossroad and chose the narrow road. And what happened is that a nation got delivered. God always chooses a man or a woman. God chooses you. God chooses you and 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 you. God chooses each one of us. Rebecca, he has purposes for you. Purposes for you from before the foundation of the world. He has that for each one of us. And the choice is ours. We can walk in on that narrow road, and sometimes it is a challenge and a struggle to stay on the narrow road. But that's part of denying our flesh. That's part of working out our salvation. But God has that for each one of us. That means he has for all of us to be world changers in the world that you live in. In the reality that you live in, the workplace that you live in, where you go, where you shop, where you get gas, the road you, the road you drive down, where you work, your home, your friends, that's a world. Because in uh, the Great Commission, it says go into all the world. The word world means, uh, the Greek word is ethnos. We get our word ethnic from that. What Jesus meant in the Great Commission is go into all the ethnic groups of the world not only geographic nations, we're to go to ethnic groups. Adam, he works, and he's a uh, graphic designer, and those guys are crazy people. <laughs> I mean, my son is one, oh my God. You know, they're a wild and crazy people. I, 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 for year, decades, I was a musician. Talk about a strange group of people, you know, but we all have a world that God has placed you in to be a world changer. Isn't that awesome? And he doesn't want you to do it. He wants to do it through you. Paul says in Philippians 1.6, I am confident of this very thing. He that began a good work, he the Father, that began a good work in you, he the Father desires to complete it through you until the day of Jesus Christ. So what we come to know as our calling, really uh, from a, an orthodox biblical perspective, what we come to know as our calling is what the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit desi desires to do through us. Wow, it takes all the pressure off. Because we know nothing is impossible with God, right? So anything He's called us to do, and we know it's as we yield to Him, he will do it through us. So no matter how impossible it is, it's nothing to him. Because there's nothing impossible to him. So a little bit of background <clears throat> to the story. And the story of Gideon is found in Judges chapter 6 through 8. For 400 years, Israel was under slavery in Egypt. You know, you know the movie, The Ten Commandments? You know, God delivered them. Moses spread his arms. The Red Sea spread. They, came, they walked across on dry ground. They went into the wilderness and because very inc various incidences, they stayed in the wilderness 40 years. And then God was getting ready to lead them into the promised land. And in Exodus 15, uh, 
33, uh, Exodus 33, 15, and 16, Moses says this to God. This is right before they're getting into the promised land. Moses says, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't take us up hence. Don't take us into the promised land. And then he said this. It's a remarkable statement. For your presence is the thing that separates us, distinguishes us from all the other peoples of the earth, in the world. The defining characteristic of believers is the presence of the Father. He desires for His presence to flow right through you, and you, and you, and you, and each one of us. The one who said, light be, and created the universe with words. The Holy One of Holy One, the Holy God, the Most High God, the God of the impossible, the God that can do all things. Jordan, he says, because you accepted my son Jesus, I will manifest myself through you. And those dreams that you have and that you see, they are possible because they're from me and I will see them done as you yield your heart to me. And that's, what, that's the way it is in all of our lives as we yield our hearts to him. Lord, here am I. Send me. Lord, here am I. So they, uh, they, were, they entered into the promised land uh, after a few short years, they fell away and, follow, not, and did not follow the ways of God. They chose the wide road, and it led to bondage and oppression. So that was the state of Israel. Called by God, God moved them in to the promised land. They fell from walking in His ways, and they experienced oppression and bondage. On a little side note, God looks, there's two nations on, on earth that hold a special place in God's heart. Number one is the nation of Israel because the Father chose the people of Israel as a people and as a nation for himself. We know that. The only other country that has a special place in God's heart is the United States. Our founding fathers, God didn't choose the United States as a people. Our founding fathers chose God to be their God. We're the only nation that has ever done that. We are a people. Our founding fathers formed our country. They formed a republic as one nation under God through Jesus Christ. That is powerful. So God looks down on us. We have a special place in his heart. Anything he's done for, Jeru for, the, for Israel, he will do for us. We've chosen him. Now, are we walking in that as a, as a uh, corporate society today? No. We have fallen. I mean, uh, a kid wearing a cross on a T-shirt can get expelled or dismissed from school. This kid, he has a cross. 
And yet that same school district will hold a jihad week where they force the kids to wear Arab Islam garb and get taught in the ways of jihad. Oh, what's right about that? I mean, it's kind of an upside-down world we live in. And it's starting to get to the place in our country that Christians don't have the right of free speech. No, you can't talk about that. You can't talk about the Lord. We, we are, there's, a, there's oppression going on to the, in the, to the body of Christ. So we parallel uh, what this story is about, and that's very important. <clears throat> we, uh, we face the same situation as Gideon. We too must decide as individual believers and as the corporate body of Christ in the United States what road we'll follow. Will, will we follow the traditions of men, which gets us on the wide road, or will we follow orthodoxy, biblical orthodoxy, doing what the Bible says the way the Bible meant for it to be done? We choose that narrow road. No weapon formed against us can prosper. We might face adversity, but God will be with us. God will see you through. We can trust him. He is a God that cannot lie. He is a God that cannot break his word. And when Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but we have to be walking on that narrow road or else if we're walking on the wide road, uh, we fall out from his umbrella of protection. So Israel was oppressed by the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern people. It says, it says in the Bible, it was impossible to count them. There were millions of them. And here's what would happen. When it came time to harvest the crops, they would invade Israel and steal all the crops, steal all the livestock. The, the nation of Israel, the people, they lived in caves and dens and strongholds in the mountains. And they cried out to God. They cried out to God, and God responded in two ways. First, he sent a prophet. And in Judges uh, 6, 8, and 10, the prophet said, speaking for the Lord, I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and delivered you from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. See, they chose the broad road and they became oppressed. And then 2 Chronicles 7, 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal, I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. So if my people, that's you and I, who are called by his name through Jesus Christ, if we will humble ourselves... And if we'll pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. Notice it didn't say, turn from your wicked ways, then seek his face. When you seek his face, you're changed. And all of a sudden, the wicked ways that held and bound you, the, the, the strength of that bonding 
is not as strong. Because what, what attack of the enemy can stand in his presence? What sickness can stand in his presence? So when you seek his face, don't try to get free from whatever issues and dysfunctions that you're dealing with or that you're aware of. Seek him. Seek his face. And you get in his presence and all of a sudden things start falling away. And that's good news. Glory. So the father answers the cry of the people by sending a prophet. And then it says the angel of the Lord was sitting under a tree by a wine press and Gideon was in this wine press thrashing wheat. And some people have said, well, Gideon was a coward and full of fear, so he was threshing wheat in that wine press. No, he was hiding from the Midianites because if they saw him do that, they'd take the wheat. He couldn't feed his family. So he found a place of relative safety and, and was thrashing wheat so he could help feed his family. And, and, and I love the way the Bible puts this. The father comes down, his angel of the Lord, and, and there's uh, much evidence that says that this is the Father. And in fact, uh, it says in verse 14 of chapter 6, the Lord answered. So you have the angel of the Lord, and then the angel of the Lord answered, but the Bible said the Lord answered. And so he was hanging out. He just came down, kind of like had an iced tea or lemonade and sitting underneath this tree and said, hey, Gideon, isn't that cool? I mean, it wasn't, wasn't like in the Ten Commandments when Moses goes up to the burning bush and it's, Moses, Moses. No, the father just came and hang. He just wanted to hang with Gideon. Hey, hey, Gideon, how you doing? And he called him a mighty man of valor. So, he, and, and, the, and the Lord says, you know, you're going to deliver the nation. And so Gideon's response is, in Judges 6.15, it says, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest of Manasseh, and I am the least of my family. Isn't that like all of us? We look at our own abilities, our own weaknesses, our own lack. Well, God, how can you use me? God, you really can't use me. I mean, you know me. You know what I'm made of. Or we have low self-esteem. Well, God could never use me. I mean, I... No, because God appeared to Gideon and said, you mighty man of valor. Why did, why did God call him that? Because he knew who Gideon was on the inside, even if Gideon didn't know that himself. It says in Psalm 139, 13 through 16, for you were created, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be, before you were born. God knew you. When you were in your mother's womb, you were called, appointed, and anointed. God knew you intimately before you were born. And that's so wonderful to know because it's not who I think I am. 
in my own walk with the Lord, in a progressive way, I'm coming to learn more and more about who he created me to be. And then once we know that, we can walk in confidence in that. It's not self-confidence. God, if you've called me to do so-and-so, I remember years ago, we first got married. I, got ma- I, got, I, graduated from, I graduated from college with a teacher's degree, and I, want, I was a drummer, and I was going to go into full-time music. I was going to be a musician. My goal was to be L.A. recording, studio recording drummer. And I shudder to think of trying to start doing what we did today, what I did when I was, in, when I was 24, but God called me. I, I, I won't go into the, the long story, but he called me to be a drummer. And then there's a proverb that says, do you see a man who is diligent in his work? He will stand before kings, not obscure men. I used to practice four to six hours a day. Uh, and my practicing wasn't works. It was my due diligence to honor God with the gift that he gave me. And it was up to him. Promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west. It comes from the Lord. It's God who opens doors. And it says that he'd set me before kings. Now, this is in the early 80s. And there, uh, there's a name of a guitarist you might not know. His name is Phil Kagey. Well, back then, he was the biggest. That was the most musical Christian group in the world. And one day, Phil Kagey comes into our house when we lived in Kansas City to rehearse. I stood before a king in the, in, in the Christian music room. He was a king. And God opened that door. And so, is that impossible? Well, not for me, it wasn't. <laughs> but he has that for each one of us. In Ephesians 1, 4, and 11, it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity to the purpose of his will. So we're in great standing. Each one of you have been given gifts. Each one of you are called, anointed, and appointed to do great exploits. Each one of us are. And when we come to know what our gifting is and what God wants us to do, oh, we can take great boldness and confidence, not in our ability, not in our potential, not in our work ethic. We take great boldness in him who called us, appointed us, and anointed us and said, here's where I have, here's the way you should walk. Walk ye in it. And that's what Gideon did. But Gideon needed some confirmation. Oh, I need to back up a little bit. Gideon doubted his ability. And he said, how can I save Israel? You know, I mentioned that before. So regardless of how you feel you are and how significant you are, your family is, it makes no difference. God has called you. God has ordained you. And you have the goods as you yield to him for him to work through you and accomplish those things. So Gideon needed some confirmation, and he asked, you know, the 
Gideon is known for the fleece and the sign of the fleece, putting out a fleece before the Lord. That's nothing we have to do as Christians because we're in Christ. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We don't need to do a fleece before the Lord. But so he said, and a fleece is um, the uh, skin uh, of a whole sheep, not a piece, but a whole sheep. That's what a fleece is. And so Gideon says, uh, God, I'm going to put a fleece out tonight, and I need a sign. So I want the fleece to be dry and the morning dew to be all around it. Then I'll know it's you. So that happened. God did that. Well, Gideon wasn't quite convinced. He says, well, God, um, I, 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 I need another sign here. I'm going to put the fleece out this time, but I want the dew to be on the fleece and not on the ground around it. Well, that happened. So Gideon knew he got confirmation it was God. So, he, so he, he accepts the call. He decides and accepts to go. If he's on that crossroad, what, what's, what road will I be on? And he chose the narrow road. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the Midian's hands. Am I not sending you? So... He gets commissioned, co-missioned. He gets commissioned. He knows God is sending him out. And then uh, Judges 6.34, the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet, summoning the Abiezrites to follow him. So the spirit of the Lord came upon him and all of a sudden boldness. Okay, let's go. I don't care what the odds are. I'm good to go. Come on, guys. He blew the horn, summoned the troop, and says, let's go. He, he, power hit him and, and a boldness hit him and a confidence hit him. Zechariah 4, 6 says, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And that, that is a great, it's a, it's a great comfort. It's not by my might, nor by my power, nor by my calling, nor by my abilities, nor by my even anointings, but it's by the Holy Ghost. And when the, when the power of the Holy Ghost comes upon us, nothing is impossible. And then it's Him doing and working through us. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.17 in the Amplified says, Now the Lord is the Spirit... And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, and freedom, glory. If you feel any bondage in your life, seek the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will come upon you, and he will emancipate you. That means to set you free. Paul and Silas were in jail, and they were in the depths of the prison, they were chained, locked in a cell. They worshiped God. Something happened, and not the building shook. Not only were, there, were their chains and shackles released and door open, but every prisoner was set free. And yet none of them left their cell because in that moment, these prisoners who would do anything to get out, they realized, I don't know what this is but I'd rather stay in this cell with this presence that's in me than escape. Because the jailer was going to uh, commit suicide and Paul with the word of, word of knowledge said, stay your hand for we are all here. 
So the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And as believers, we must wait for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And, and so when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And Jordan was a good example of that this morning. At the, at the last song, towards the very end, the band was playing kind of light. And he started exhorting us, right? Did you, did you notice that at one point the power of the Holy Spirit came upon him? And all of a sudden, I mean, he's talking. What he was saying before was good. But whoa, when that power of the Holy Spirit came out of, upon him and came out of him, it just took on a whole different dimension. And that is awesome. And Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives in you and will, he lives with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit is inside of every believer, ready to cut loose when we choose we don't even have to get on the narrow road. If we are honest before God and say, God, I choose the narrow road, help me. Yeah. Like the blind man says, I believe, help me in my unbelief. I believe you can heal. I just don't know you can heal me. If, if, if if, if, and he got healed. Holy, Holy Spirit, I choose the narrow road, but right now I don't even quite know how to get on there. Help me power will come on you to get you into that place. But he, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. So a nation was liberated. God said, uh, God said, uh, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into your hands, or Israel will boast against me, saying, my own strength freed me. God deserves all the glory. He went from an army of 32,000 to an army of 10,000. And then the father said, uh, when they got to the stream, only the ones that pick up water and cup it in their hands and lap it, those are the ones I want you to go with. So he went from 32,000 to 10,000 to 300 against a people that couldn't be numbered, millions of people. Well, God Sent, gave, gave Gideon a plan. He divided, he divided the 300 into three groups of 100. They all had trumpets and, and, a, and a, a clay jar. And he said, when I give the signal, blow the trumpets and break the jar. And confusion came into the camp. The enemy killed themselves. Some fled. And the 300 people, it says, killed 120,000 people that day impossible. But all things are possible with God. All things are possible for you. Regardless of what you're facing, the Spirit of God lives inside of you. And, and what He's looking for is just us to humble ourselves, seek His face, and He will come in. And, you know, and ask forgiveness for sin. And He will come in and heal us and heal our land. That is such a great promise.
So victory was won. And this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Stand and look. Don't assume. Ask for the ancient past. Holy Spirit, the the Bible is full of, of ways that you came in and intervened and showed yourself strong. Lord, help me to see that in my situation. Stand and ask for the ancient past. Ask where the good way is. And then when you find out, walk in it. You don't even have to know what you're doing to walk in it. You don't have to even be proficient to walk in it. If you'll just take a step, God will make up the difference. He will always make up the difference. And you will find rest for your souls. Second Chronicles 6.19 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Stand at the crossroads and look. God, my heart is for you. My loyalty is for you. Even in the condition that I'm in, you know me more than I even know myself. You know the good, the bad, and the ugly about me. But in Christ, I'm clean in your eyes. So Lord, here I am. Send me. The Lord will always call and lead us to the narrow road. And it's a road of influence. It's a road of peace. Hear that peace that's coming out of these guys right now? Awesome. Awesome. Do you hear that? I'm just going to move off to the side. Let these guys go for a minute. Hallelujah. Just drink in the peace of the Lord right now as they're ministering unto you. Yeah, glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's healing here right now. There's soothing for troubled minds right now. There's emancipation from the shackles of fear going on right now. Thank you, Lord. There's the blessings of the Lord rising up in people. There's the confidence of God that's growing in some of you that's saying, yes, I can walk in God. Yes, I can be strong and and a courageous person and fear not. Yes, as, I, as I'm leading, listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit, Holy, there's some of you that are saying, Holy Spirit, I open up my heart. Flow through me. Play through me. Minister through me. Do you hear that? Do you hear what's going on right now? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive now. Just whatever you need, just, just receive right now from the Lord. peace that's here that passes understanding just receive whatever you need he's here for you through my brothers that are ministering unto him so the road is also a road of rest for our souls 
a road of our purpose and destiny, a road of fulfillment. It's a world-changing road. And there's so many more things that the narrow road is. And all he asks is one simple thing for you to say, I'm willing, Lord. You don't have to be even strong enough to do it. You say, Lord, you know me. I am willing. Holy Spirit, help me. I desire to walk that narrow road in you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for your word. And Lord, if I just ask that you would remove from the people's memories any word that I've spoken outside of you. But every word that I've spoken by your leading, those are words that penetrate hearts. Those are world-changing words. Those are words that will build up and edify and encourage. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that they will take deep root in the lives of your people here and that the end, of the, re- the end result will be they will leave from this place having made a quality decision. Yes, it's not in my might nor my power, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit in me and through me, and I can do all things through Christ. So bless the people, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information on how you can get involved with City Life locally, text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to meet you.